Welcome to the Rise and Search podcast. I'm your host, David Lovejoy, inviting you on an exploration of the global business landscape. Join me as we discover insights from world-class professionals. Sherry Akhtar from Pronto, thank you for coming on our podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself to our audience. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. My name is Sherry Akhtar, and I am the founder and one of the founder and CEO of Pronto. I have over 15 plus years of experience in tech. I started out with my other company, Cloudtel, that is a AI-focused tech solution provider. We work for Fortune 500 clients. And I always wanted to experience startup world and build my own product. I built many, many applications for very big enterprises, but I always had this desire to build something of my own and take it to the market. And that dream came true right during the COVID time when we started Pronto. I joined hand with other, my other two founders. One is Ash and other as well. And it just started with the idea on how we can help small businesses create videos uh, cheaply and quickly. And now currently I'm leading this company as a CEO. Okay. Pronto means many things in yeah. Italian translated to English. I think the most common one is ready. Yeah. Is is that the meaning that you were going with when you chose the, the name of the company? Yeah, it has kind of variation, but uh, we went with quickly. So okay. the whole concept is, uh, and we are so stuck with this name, we are facing some challenges. So we are changing the name. I cannot disclose that right now, but it's still going to be something related to Pronto. And okay. uh, the name just, uh, when we were brainstorming, it just resonated with us right away with all the three founders when we like, we're brainstorming all kind of different names but this just resonated with us like okay this is this makes sense this is what we want to have company name at. it is apt given that you're working with generative ai and video where we are at this yeah. day and age and it brings me we put a poll out to our audience in a newsletter and one of the top questions we got for you was What's going on? Like how long? Because it seems like things like popcorn, things are popping up all over. There was nothing and now there's everything. Was this developing like a slow burn and, until this environment was right? Or could you explain why, why there's so much growth happening right now? Oh, yeah. So it was a slow burn. It was coming. I pivoted my companies almost four or five years ago into, towards AI. You're my other company, Pronto. So I could see that coming and I had a very hard time convincing executives to look into this space, first of all. Two years ago, I looked into ChatGPT when they just first came out to see if they can fit into Pronto. And uh, they were not ready for the game time at that time. So okay. there were a lot of issues. It was too heavy and we wanted to create quick videos. So there were multiple issues. So this is two years ago. So, and you wow. know, or no, more than two and a half years ago now that we are in six months, I'm talking. But at that is the point that now people think that it just came out of the blue. No, that's not the case. It's just that the results that you are seeing with chat GPT is something that have shocked people. And I'll give you an example because I was actually, I had the opportunity to speak at an event in here in Denver. And one of the questions that came from the, these people was that, is it going to take our job? Right. And that's the, probably the question everybody asks is, is AI going to take the job? Is ChatGPT going to take the job? And my answer to them right now is neither AI or not ChatGPT, almost same thing, is not going to take your job. 
is the person who understands how to leverage AI is probably going to take your job. Right. So instead of fear-based, try to understand it, learn it, own it, and make yourself better. So disruption is happening, but we as a human tend to give uh, over credit to a technology and sometimes under credit to a technology. In this case, for a long time, when I was in the field talking to people about AI, it was under credit. But now people are giving it a more over credit right now because still uh, large language models are not perfect. There are still a lot of issues, even with open AI, they are trying to figure it out. And uh, they have actually admitted that some of the things that have been generated, they have no idea how that happens. So mm-hmm. there are issues with large language model. And I personally don't see large language model surviving more than two or three years. There's something better that's going to come out of this. So that's just my small prediction okay. and my understanding what I read and understand. So it's it's disruptive. It's disruptive in a way if you know how to utilize it. Right. Like Chat GPT, one of the data scientists from Google called it a, a bullshit platform because it, it make a makes up things. It yeah. can even create quotes and references uh-huh. which are not real, authentic, but it will do yeah. that for you. So that's where uh, so there are a lot of issues, but remember, AI gets smarter with the data. That's the key of AI. And it is getting smarter with all these people using. So chat GPT has improved a lot in last six months than it probably has in the two or three years of that billion data set that used or 140 or trillion data set that used. Because with reinforced learning, it's always learning from its mistakes. Yeah. You bring up a very interesting point that large language models are a stepping stone, not the final destination. No, it's not. Yeah. To use an analogy and put it into a context or a metaphor that people outside of the industry might understand. Would you say it's something like the telegraph leading to the telephone or could you think of an app analogy? Yeah, yes. I mean, I was giving an example to a parent who was worried about her son uh, using chat GPT for his homework or essay writing and everything. And uh, she asked my point of view and uh, I had to be careful about that. But I said, look, there was a time when calculators were not allowed in the school to be used. Yeah. Then there was a time that you cannot use laptop in the schools. Then there was a time you cannot use Google search in your own schools. What is happening right now? Everything is being used. My kids are all the time on the Google search and you know searching, digging out stuff, articles, and you know. So I think similar evolution is going to happen with Chat GPT. So yes, you're so right. It's the similar evolution journey. Going to Pronto. I read on, I think uh, the description on Google is it is the world's most powerful video AI, like generative AI for video. Yeah. Could you contextualize that for me? Is that like, what makes it powerful? How is it different than another generative AI video? Yeah. So remember this word that is coined generative AI. It just came since last December or maybe November. Before that, probably nobody has heard about word Gen AI. Right. We started this company more than two and a half years ago. When we started out to create, uh, to leverage AI to create videos that can be created quickly and efficiently and give you the best result for your time, it was a game changer at that time for us. We don't even have the precedence. 
we don't even have the examples to look into it. We wish we would have. It would have shortened our learning curve. We had to go through a very big learning curve just to learn the things, how we can actually make this happen. So that's why we, when we showed this to people, the kind of amazement we saw from their faces, their reaction was just uh, that this is something out of the world. And it actually surprised us too. So from our point of view, why it is game changing, why it is so powerful is that you don't need any skill set to create a video in Pronto. That was the whole target. Okay. It was initially built for small businesses. Now we all also have our enterprise solution. But initially it was built for small businesses and people don't have time. They're multitasking. If you are a bakery store, store owner, if you are a dentist, you're probably doing 50 things or you have somebody on the admin side who's you know, receiving the patients, who's making phone calls, also scheduling. So we thought like, okay, how much time they would have? Probably five or 10 minutes. We need to give them a tool that they can sit down and create something within minutes. So that's why we put a lot of heavy load on the back end with AI to go and find the clips. You just have to give a little bit of input, just like maybe you give it to chat GPT now, like this is the video I want, these are the things I want in that video. And you pick your industry and boom, it spits out a video in 60 seconds, depending on what the size of video you want. Okay, there's a lot that we could drill into. I'd like to set aside the technical for a moment. I wanna get back to AI, but I wanna also talk about generally entrepreneurship. Sure. The startup journey. Yeah. What has surprised you, good or bad, about the startup journey so far? I, I don't look at things in a black and white. So I won't say good and bad. For me, bad is, is an opportunity to learn something. So for mistakes are an opportunity to get better. So that's how yeah. I have all, I mean, this is, has my, has been my philosophy and that's what I try to follow. Look at the good things is that you're building something which is just like uh, you're birthing something, you know, it's an amazing experience to do that and feel that. And as that creation comes into being, it's just such a great feeling and that ownership that you have, that you have a hand in that is, is amazing. So that's the best feeling. The learning curve is so many uncertainties in a startup. There's so many blind spots. There's so, so many hard curves that you yeah. have to go through that in other businesses or maybe in regular jobs, you have a fit schedule. You know exactly what you're going to do this week. You cannot predict that in startup. It's just changing every day. You have competition popping up. You have technology changing. You have different asks coming from client, which you never foresee. So it's it's an opportunity to learn almost every day. So that is that is great. That is amazing. Our mutual friend said something similar about like, quote unquote, failure being where the learning is. And that really resonated with me. I, I realized for my life anyway, that was very true. And yeah. you learn so much more acutely, so much more the 360 degree whole learning when you make a mistake. It's there's nothing you can't, you can't escape it. You can't learn it in a book or a classroom. Books and classrooms are great, but they're, they're a supplement. Whereas the failure, so to speak, is the whole meal. There is no successful entrepreneur on the planet who was only successful. He or she was built on failure. 
the problem with the people is, and it's a fantasy. You look at Facebook, you look at Apple, you just see successes. You look at Elon Musk, you see successes. There is a lot of failures before those successes. And what set them apart, or apart from luck, is their resilience to learn and to excel in that with that mistakes right i always uh, this is my advice to everybody and i give to my kids all the time i tell them make mistakes this is the first thing i tell them when they go for their sports i say make mistakes when they go to school i tell them make mistakes and they're like why always you're telling us all the other parents tell them go do your best and you're always, i said because you're going to learn from your mistakes and the more you're going to make mistakes, the more you're going to learn. And this is the right time to make mistakes because the mistakes become costlier as you grow older, right? Mm. With responsibilities, opportunities and everything. And it makes you fearless. If you are not scared of making mistakes, it just creates that different aura inside your heart that you're bound to succeed then. Because uh, what holds you back is the fear. What if? What if this happened? What if that happened? What if I fail? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my mortgage? And so that's why I want to take that out from, I hope the kids, the younger people should take that out, make mistakes. You can always recover. Good advice. You brought up an interesting, or you said something that reminded me of a few years back now when Elon Musk was starting with the rockets, like self-landing, or I don't know what the, the term is, but the reusable rockets that would land. It looked like something out of science fiction. And the first few times they failed, they like blew up or fell down. And I was expecting that people would tease him or like make fun of him. And there was surprising silence in the global community. And there was something like still a silent anticipation that resonated with me. And I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking of that moment. And it's almost as if the opposite of what you see in school where someone trips and people point and laugh. It yes. was like people knew, like the smart people around the world knew that this was the step. And that, yeah. and he'd been there enough times before to your point yeah. that he wasn't going to be deterred by that. That was the learning. So they look at the data, they go again and again, and then you see the video and it's like we're on a different timeline, like something not, not in our world where all of a sudden now we have reusable rockets. And it just took that per persistence, that perseverance. And uh, there was something awesome about that. And I mean that word. And it it really was profound and it, it changed my perspective on being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Since you brought him up, uh, there is uh, actually a clip from Lex Friedman and his interview he said, what do you do when you fail? He said, I just keep going. That was his answer. Let's get the shit done. Just keep going. Keep going. So, I mean, I, I really like that point of view, you know, and I just told, actually showed it to my son and I was like, this is the mentality you need to have, no matter what you want to be in your life, right? Just keep going. Pick yourself up and just keep trying, keep trying. And yeah, don't be scared. Don't be just because there were 10 failures, the 11th would be a failure too. So so that's that's my point of view. And yeah, totally resonate with that. So speaking about Pronto, I understand some stuff maybe you you can't or, or maybe don't want to yet talk about, but is there anything that you, could you share a challenge that you overcame in your two and a half year journey so far? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> One challenge, quite a few. Okay, top of mind? Yeah, top of mind quickly. Uh, as I said, there was, uh, as I mentioned before, that 
when we started out, there was no Gen AI, there was no the AI tech or AI video stuff. If there was, we were not aware of, and we searched a lot Mm -hmm. as well because we wanted to get some examples. The learning curve was a big one. So there was things that we did and then realized that, no, this is not the right way. So after putting a lot of time, effort, cost, you made those mistakes and redid those things that set you back three to six months on a self-funded budget was a big learning curve. And okay. another learning curve was uh, when we started out, we was like a small business, right? We are focusing small business. We build the platform, everything for small business. And then as soon as we were ready, and this is I'm talking about the summer of fall of 2021, that we realized we started showing our product before we launched. We, sh- we showed it to quite a few people, advisors and other experts. And and the feedback we got was that this is a solution that should be built for enterprise as well. And we were like, we missed that whole aspect of the opportunity, just focus on this thing. So the biggest challenge at that time was that, should we just run with it, what we have right now, or should we go back to the drawing board and rebuild the platform? And uh, we took a painful decision to decide that we should actually go back to the drawing board and create that seamless experience starting from startup all the way to the enterprise. So that was another big challenge that I faced. He has a founder. Good learning faced. in yeah. there. And yeah. hopefully it makes, well, I'm sure there was a lot of. Oh, a lot of good learning, a lot of good learning. Yes. In a good way. Also, we did things better. We built the technology better, you know, and uh, where the product is right now, it would not have been if you have not gone through those challenges. Yeah. So I'm of two minds. I see a possibility where generative AI can be a director. It can write its own scripts. It can create its own actors and it can deliver its own movie. So all of a sudden we're in a post-celebrity world. Then I look at the promise of the writing component where it can write poetry, it can write convincing arguments, but there's something soulless. I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something not human about it. And I find myself yearning for the human touch. So I employ human writers. I I like writing myself. I look at AI as a wonderful value add in terms of a collaborator, in terms of like a doodle box where you can just explore things. But I don't look at it as, well, remains to be seen, but I don't look at it as replacing human writers or human communicators or human friendships. And I was curious within the video realm, do you think the same thing is true? 100%. Uh, In my opinion, I think of AI, and this is a vision of our company is, and this is how we started out, to help people, not to take anybody's job, right? And I had this conversation with some of the agency people who do this video work, and I said, they were like, oh, this kind of platform can take our job away, you know. And I tell them, our platform is an enabler. It is going to make you more efficient. It is going to make you more creative. Because, for example, it normally used to take one to two weeks to create a 60-second video spot if you do the traditional way, right? Now you can do it in five minutes. So think of yourself as a business, video business, for example. You take 10 clients in a month before. Now you can take 1,000 clients in a month because you are so efficient, right? You can do so many things together. 
Yeah. So that's my 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 point of view. And you know, I hundred percent agree with you with the fact that human touch is so important, and we should not lose it. Despite my company is an AI focused company, we should not lose it. That creativity, that human creativity, is something unique and very special to us. AI can train itself; it can become very efficient. But the reason why it is like that is because whatever we do, there is an element of emotion into it. Yeah. AI doesn't have an emotion. It will never have an emotion. It will have that coldness into it. So whatever the creativity it will create will not have that warmth into it. So human ingenuity is very special and it should be. But yes, we are in, in the days and times where things have to change, where things have to disrupt. Yeah, I'm all for monotonous work that people have doing, which is backbreaking, you know, doing things like where robots can come in and can do that work so that can free up people to do something better. Yeah. Especially from creativity side of things. I feel human touch is extremely important. It should be there. It will be there. It will be valued more going forward as well. I just read an article today, actually, about this big uh, strike going on in Hollywood with yeah. the, between the writers and the actors. And there is this tussle because the writers are worried about uh, chat GPT and the studios are already using, refining their scripts and doing the scripts. And uh, But David, I, I've been watching movies and, you know, 15 years ago, somebody told me that Hollywood is using more, I'm giving you an example to yeah. relate to it, is using more data-driven analytics to create movies, like what movies were going to work. So they have like five, this is explained by one of the filmmaker or somebody who was in, uh, involved in that uh, industry. And he said, so they pick five or six different kind of genres and they say, okay, this is, this is what we're going to make now. Go look at the data and then you create it. And if you look back in last 15 years, you will see movies similar or with similar kind of themes like superhero movies, uh, you know, blockbusters or this and that. But they are not uh, those golden nuggets that we used to see in the movies back in 80s, 90s, and even up to 2000. My son, he's 15. He's watching the movies that I watch when I grew up at his age. And he enjoys it. Say they are so cool. And I, that's the fact because they're so, because human touch, that creativity has built that. And AI can never match that in my opinion. Yeah. That's reassuring to, to hear. I, I'm excited to see what your company holds, but I, it's reassuring to hear that you're a believer in the human in the human touch. And speaking about the the movies, I, I completely agree. I don't know if you've heard of this channel called Popcorn in Bed, but uh, it's this young woman who watches sometimes with her sister who watches these movies from like the 80s and 90s. And yeah. there is something different about them. The the story, the emotions, it's very different. The stories, I mean, like you just think about like, how did they figure this out? I mean, AI can never do it because AI is always on the data side. It will pick up the data. Okay, 1 billion, how many movies were successful? And, you know, what is that? Which aspects were successful and put together a movie? And they go follow a certain script. There is a script about, the hero journey and all that kind of stuff and the right. ending and that and AI is just going to take it together and put together yes but the thing is that surprise factor is going to fade away most of the time when I'm watching movie I already know the end or I already know where it is going it just takes out that surprise factor from you sometimes as well you know it's just no fun yeah well AI is not living it it's being told and, and we don't know what we know it's like tacit exactly. knowledge and exactly. so it takes 
things we don't understand. And yeah, I don't know that we can fully replace it. But what you said about the five minute video and being able to take on a thousand clients, I think that it doesn't it doesn't remove something it just changes and so you yes. you have the talent the human talent now they can collaborate with ai maybe they're acting opposite each other or maybe rather yeah. than setting the talent up into a dangerous stunt the ai does that or something and so you yeah. go through a thousand iterations in the time we used to go through one there must be different learning that we're then able to do and so i would think that things just change they don't they don't like disappear yeah, it changed and i'll give you an example of this yeah, just please. this article i was reading in which they said that so they take one shot. If that shot doesn't work, they have to take another shot, 20 mm-hmm. shots. Now they just take one shot and there's something wrong. They can adjust it with AI, right? So instead of, they said in in, in order to make multiple shots, they have to bring the people back the next day, all the studio setting, the lighting and everything has to come back to that. Now they don't have to do that. So there's so much cost saving right? That cost saving is going towards the benefit of everyone. Uh, everyone. Like people yeah. are making money more. They can now pay actors more money. Actor, so And actors can do more things now in their space of time and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it's going to see, it's going to still disrupt some of the jobs, which are very monotonous, very manual, and which are labor intensive, which are going to go away. But it will create more jobs too. And it's just retraining ourselves into a different aspect. And as I told you, there are going to be jobs five years down the line. They don't exist today. Right. Right. So that is going to happen. So one door is going to shut down. Five doors are going to open. What we need to get used to is this, this cycle of disruption is going to be faster. Right. Seems that way. It is not like that back in the 80s and 90s, you know, you did your for 10 years, 20 years. Yeah, you did your MBA and you're set for your life and, you know, you're just doing your job and uh, you have, there would be new technologies coming in. You Mm. have to have this open mindset to learn these new things and, you know, adapt to new things. Every day is an MBA. Every every day is an MBA. Yeah. And this is very important for the kids to understand. And that goes back to my conversation with you before about the why the education system is not supporting that. Yeah. Very good point. I would like to finish with two questions for you. One, talking about your vision of AI in the short term, let's say one to three years and your advice for entrepreneurs. So any order you like. Let's start with the entrepreneurs. Okay. I would say if if they are starting their journey, they should just follow where, they, where their heart is, basically. And stop fearing. Because, uh, you know, fear, in my opinion, I'm a human as well. And, you know, there are things that you fear every day. And uh, But the thing is, fear is not real. It's a self-creation emotion of us as a human. And it holds back from expressing or to self. So on this journey, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And that is okay. It's okay to make mistakes because every mistakes makes you not only better, it makes you wiser. And it gives you a perspective of things that you probably would never have experienced in any other job profession, you know. So it's an amazing journey. I will never discourage anybody. I will only say, do something that your heart desire and just go after it. Good advice. I'm here for it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So we won't hold you to it, uh, but yeah, just so, what are your so thoughts? AI, so AI, my prediction, as I told you, the large language models are going to disrupt. I also feel 
there is still a danger of the dark side of AI is is still a reality. Uh, in my opinion, next two to three years, we are evolving. You know, just like anything that human create hmm. can be used as a good thing, as a bad thing. Right. You can take a knife to cut the apple or you can take a knife to kill somebody, right? I yeah. mean, it's look at internet, look at social media. They have benefits and they have a very dark side as well. So my 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 point of view is that right now, th- this next two, three years, AI is going to be more and more enabler. And uh, my advice to people is to use this as a tool to make yourself better, mm. to become smarter, become more efficient. And uh, But at the same time, we need to also seriously look into the ethics of AI. I'm a big proponent of that. We need to define the rules and regulations of AI. And the reason why I say is because, you know, you hear this so much fear about AI, but the problem is not with the AI. The problem is with the creator of the AI. Hmm. We humans are not perfect. AI is AI is fine. AI is just doing what we are teaching AI to do. And if we have the algorithms the models that are trained on biased data, AI is going to be turned out to be exactly what you're grooming it for, right? So that's where I think there we need to really, really do it very quickly. Don't waste time to set up some ground rules around AI application development, how you develop that and what that looks like, what the ethics are. And it should be implemented across the globe, not just in one country. That's why it's not being done. Everybody's fearful that, oh, if we if we hold and pause and then maybe China will take over and all that kind of stuff. So the next two to three year journey is going to be very interesting. It's going to be disruptive. It's going to be changing. But in a, in a good way, it's going to make people much more efficient. But after that, the real challenge comes in when we are talking about AGI, artificial yeah. general intelligence. You right. know, when that happens, the singularity. Yeah, when that happens, and we, if we don't do this groundwork, these rules of uh, engagement with AI and application, that's my fear. That's my worry. I see. Did you hear that guy from Google who was ahead oh. of there? Yeah. yeah. Also, and another guy who resigned recently. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. He, I think he was uh, head of their uh, BART program or something, but he resigned and he was like, you know, I always consoled myself by saying that if I'm not, if I haven't done it, somebody else would have done it. He's also now realized right in the middle of all this, when he should be taking all the accolades, he was like, okay, the genie is out too early and we don't have any control mechanism around it. We don't have any rules. And and we as a human, if you look at our history, we react to things, not predict and do that, you know, take initiatives before. AI is one technology which I very, very strongly feel that we should not wait to react for it. We should be more proactive and build something. It has the potential to change the world in such a good way and make this world amazing place. But at the same time, as I said, it's a technology created by we as a flawed humans can can be used to do some very bad things too. I mean, I'm talking about, we already talked about deep fakes we are talking about, you know, we are talking about fake voices. I mean, there's so much going on, there's so much happening and we haven't learned anything from 
the social media revolution, right? How it started and then how it evolved into, and I, I see the benefits of social media, but I see a lot of social, cultural issues that we are facing right now is also because of social media, because we never made put the right guardrails around it. Right. Well, for better or worse, I'd, I'd argue for better, we are emotional creatures. And so once you tap into the emotion, you're using all of your resources and all of your strength and all of your energy towards that end. Yeah. So if that is a bad end, then you've been corrupted, you've been brainwashed. If it's yeah. a good end, then maybe by some argument, you've also been brainwashed, but it's for you know better means helping grandma or you yeah. know carrying stuff up steps yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I, I could see your point where it's really important to safeguard those deep fakes. If there's something that happens that triggers your emotion that feels that you need to respond in some way to something that never happened or decontextualize or something, that could be dangerous. So yeah, hopefully with people like you and people like Mo and people out there having these conversations, yeah. there will be more awareness. Well, we, we spoke a little bit just about the heart before this conversation. And I was thinking about meditation and the Japanese context, but the global context as well. And something of becoming more human, like the, the AI can free us up to be more human. And exactly. we need to do our job instead exactly. of trying to be robots and think with the brain exclusively because the brain is a powerful tool, but it yeah. is a tool. And yeah. if you're not in command of your heart, I'm afraid you know, you're being led by a tool. Yeah. Let's go back to the example of social media. You know, it's such an amazing place. And, you know, when it came out, we all celebrated it. We all enjoyed it. Sure. And we were like, this is connecting the world. Now you can talk to your friend on the other side of the globe and, you know, you can watch their pictures. But since the revolution of social media, the depression rates have spiked. The yeah. suicide rates have spiked. People, despite having 5,000 friends on their Facebook, feel more lonely than they are they were before and there is this uh, race about your image because of this influencer stuff as well as to look so perfect all the time you know and especially yeah. with the younger kids which is very unfortunate again the same technology which can which is benefiting or started out with such a huge benefit for people is creating so much disruption in the society yeah again it's very important to be human, stay human. And uh, I'm all about technology. I'm in this space. Sure. I love it. I enjoy it. Every every time something new comes in, it just fascinates me. But my thing is, it should not take away your humanness from you. Or mm. It's so important. And what is important is that the powers to be, and that is the responsibility of government organizations, is to set those guardrails early in the times in any technology so that you don't have to face the bad consequences. Why we, why we always have to make these mistakes and go through these low ebbs of our uh, times in order to rise back again? Why cannot we do that the right way the first time is my thought that I'll just leave it there. I have to say with people like you at the helm of uh, technology companies that that is reassuring. But to your last point, I wonder if it has to do with the previous point where all the learning is in the failures. So it's like, yeah. we have to make the mistake and, and for yeah. the macro yeah. health of the, of the species. But yeah, I do hope that uh, we can learn quickly and we can learn relatively painlessly so that when AGI comes, we're ready. Yeah. Well, Sherry, where should people go? Would you like to direct them to to your website or anywhere? Yes, uh, our website is uh, www.getpronto.ai. And uh, that's where they can. 
we have a very basic version or very dumbed down version of what you can create as a video. They can try it out for free. They can always reach us out through contact form, the small businesses. We are very big on supporting small businesses, NGOs, nonprofits. So if they need some help, we, are, we will go out of our way to help them out or build it. Our goal is to build a community. This platform is to make the, the lives better, make it an enabler for people so they have more time to do the things and to follow the passions they want to follow. And uh, we want the business to thrive. That's our mission. So yes, I hope it would be a helpful tool. And we have some amazing, amazing features uh, in our pipeline that coming up soon that when any, any kind of person to become a really good uh, videographer, I would say, and spit out videos, beautiful videos. So we are looking forward to that. So am I. Thank you for telling us about that. Well, thank you yeah. again for, for speaking with us today and wishing you all the best. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Search podcast. I hope that our conversation has sparked some new ideas and given you valuable insights that you can carry forward in your own journey. Until next time, eyes on the horizon. Eyes on the horizon.